Hello, Empowered Empaths, and welcome to the Power of Healing Your Energy show. I'm Christine Gold. I'm a spiritual medium, intuitive energy coach, and old soul healer. This is a live show and podcast all about unconditional love, your light, your intuition, and your soul's purpose. Welcome everyone to season two, episode 28. And today I have a very special guest, Sean Leonard, Aboriginal medium, talking about his new book, The Language of Spirit. And he's also gonna be talking about how he works with spirit to heal hearts. I'm so excited, ready to learn more about the spirit world and embracing our innate psychic senses. Depression and anxiety are a side effect of not living your life intuitively, not trusting your gut, and the lost connections with yourself and others. I truly believe that healing is the end of conflict within yourself, and that healing begins where the ego ends. Join us live every Wednesday on Facebook and YouTube at 3 p.m. Pacific, 4 Mountain, 6 p.m. Eastern, a new guest and topic every week. Replays can be found on Facebook and YouTube, and please like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Christine. Come on in. Say hello. Let us know where you're from. This is a highly interactive show, and we expect you to engage and ask questions. And today, I'm super excited. I am honored. I am blessed. I am so grateful to have Sean Leonard with us. I have been following him for a couple of years, and I know that many of his followers and friends and family are joining us as well. So we're just asking, you know, are you ready uh, to be awoken to the spirit world? Are you ready to embrace your innate gifts? Um, and Sean is a heart-centered, Aboriginal, Indigenous, Mi'kmaq spirit talker and psychic medium. I, you know, I don't need to tell you anymore because you probably know. I'm just going to bring him on. <laughs> Hello, Sean. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited. Well, hello, Christine, and hello, everyone out there, whoever's joining us today. So thank you for having me on the show, and I'm, I'm really grateful that I'm able to share any wisdom I have to help inspire other people and develop their own innate psychic abilities and connection to spirit themselves. Absolutely. And I always ask, I'm in Victoria. Where are you based? Well, I'm in Nova Scotia. On the other side of the country. Yes, we're on opposite ends. Actually, so I'm, I can see the ocean right from where I am right now. So it's nice that I can see the water. And and uh, I love the water. I love being near the water. I used to live in Calgary, Alberta. And I thought, i got to move back home because i got to be closer to the ocean. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I grew up in Calgary. No way. Way. And I was way. there for the 88 Olympics. I also volunteered there. And I was there when the Flames won their one and only Stanley Cup. Wow. I missed that. 
I wish I had been there for that. But I oh, that. it was a party downtown, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways, I like I said, I'm just going to, you know, guys, come on in, say hello. Uh, we're welcoming in Deanna. Thank you. Let us know where you, you guys are from. Let us know. Hi, Carol. Yeah, these are people from my Spirit Talker Tribe group, I see. Oh, beautiful. I love that, that they're supporting you. That's amazing. I'm all about community and, and supporting each other. Connor, he's been looking forward to this for a while now. He can't wait. Um, he's in British Columbia, loving the ocean and all the nature. Love it. Marsha, one of my beautiful uh, ment mentees here from California. Thank you so much for coming in. And Carol's from the Ottawa area. Nice. And TB. Nice. All right. Thank you for being here. Oh, my goodness. Look at all this love for you. Deanna's from New Brunswick in the third year of Spirit Talker. Yeah, so thank you, Deanna, for joining me and everyone else as well. And this says, nah, no way. Sean, didn't know you'd be here. I love your show so much. I've always wanted to know what experience led you mm. to the amazing work that you do that's and a great question thank you and and bring your questions in guys Let, let's go yeah let's go. I mean, i'll answer this one first i guess this sure. is with so thank you thank you for asking um to answer it simply um i feel what led me to this path was spirit i feel it was like i feel we all have a purpose in life and i feel like long before any of us are born uh, into the physical world because we're our spirit. We actually are spirit first and then we come into physical life as a human being and, and you know, we We create our life each day based on the I believe a plan that we had before we come into life that does that plan have multiple paths? Absolutely um, And I was kind of I'll use this analogy day because you're in Victoria But you know, let's just say we're all on a road from Victoria to Nova Scotia and, uh, and most of us are, take the highway and some people get lost in Saskatchewan or maybe Calgary. <laughs> and then they get back on the road and they find their way, but it doesn't mean that you can't be off, off your track here and there with different choices that we make in life. But I feel, um, you know, what brought me to this and what brings us all to our life and our path and our purpose is ourselves, our spirit, the intention that was brought long before we actually came here. Um, and to kind of sum that up in a, in a, in a story, because I love to tell stories, and I'll probably tell lots of them today. But uh, what made me really innately aware of that was when my dad died, actually, when I was like 15 years old, uh, which is a story in my book, uh, The Language of Spirit, which I will gift away a copy. Uh, you know, I will, I will give a, I'll, I'll let Christine uh, decide who's going to get a copy of my book. She'll send me your name and address and I'll sign it and I'll send it to you in the mail so that you'll have a signed copy of my book. But uh, with, uh, I remember very clearly when my dad died when I was 15, I remember, I mean, my mom's upstairs right now in my home today, she's visiting. But I remember her waking me up very early in the morning and saying, hey, Sean, there's something wrong with your father. Uh, he's out on the driveway, go help him. I'm gonna call 911. And so that's what I, I proceeded to do. I, 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 I got up, I ran outside, I, I went to look for my father. I couldn't see my father anywhere, which puzzled me. And so I ran back inside. I mean, Manya was, I was 15 years old. It's like five in the morning. My dad was in the military and he used to leave around five o'clock in the morning. It was October 16th, 1987. Um, and it was a bit cold. 
So uh, I seen the truck running that he had just bought. The door was open. Uh, and I walked over and looked in the truck. I couldn't see him in the door. You know, I didn't even know where my father was. So I ran back inside, told my mom, and my mom says, well, he's out there beside the door on the ground. And I said, that's not possible. I was just out there. I just looked in the truck. He wasn't there. He's not around the truck. And and she says he's there. So she actually grabbed me, took me inside, pointed me at my father, and then I actually saw him. And was he invisible? I don't think he was invisible, but I believe I wasn't prepared. I was probably in shock. I wasn't ready to see something in my life, or maybe spirit had delayed time in some way as a possibility, because if I would have gotten there maybe a minute sooner, maybe I would have saved his life, but that wasn't meant to be. And uh, so I did perform CPR on him after that moment, and I could not revive him. And, uh, you know, at some point I knew my dad wasn't coming back. I could feel that he was gone. I felt the emptiness of the shell of my father laying on the ground. Now, um, even though I'm Mi'kmaq, uh, an indigenous person, I'm very proud of that here in Nova Scotia. Um, you know, I, I didn't have any culture in the sense where I would talk to the ancestors. But my mom raised me as a young Catholic boy, and the only thing I had to go on was just talking to God, because at that point I didn't know anything about the Creator or guides or angels or anything like that. But I started to speak out and pray and, and even yell at my dad, and I, I remember cursing at my father, saying, because I could feel like he was there. I could feel like he could hear my words. I could feel his presence, but not in his form. And... Uh, and, I, and even though I was yelling to him, telling him to get back into his body, I just knew that he wasn't coming back. Uh, so what happened was, uh, you know, some other neighbors come down and they, they perform CPR. And unfortunately, you know, my father had made his journey home. And uh, it was about a year later. I was downstairs on, my, on the basement of my mom's uh, couch. And the reason why I used to sleep down there, I had my own bedroom, but I used to sneak out at night. And, uh, and I used to come back like two, two o'clock in the morning sometimes and my mom wouldn't know. So I'd always sneak out, but I was downstairs sleeping on the couch. I went out, spent some time with friends. I came back and fell asleep back on the couch and around three o'clock, about 3 AM in the morning, I awoke or I thought I had woken. I was having this very crazy, cool, vivid experience where I, I, I won't say it was a dream because it was a like astral visitation, uh, I'll call it. And I had actually stepped out of my body. And um, when I stepped out of my body, I could see my, my, my own body still asleep on the couch, covered with the blanket. And in the rec room downstairs, where my mom still continues to live in Elmsdale, Nova Scotia, uh, I looked off about 45 degrees up on the corner of the back wall. And I could see this enormously bright, brilliant incredible light it was like the most brightest whitest light i've ever seen and it just got larger and larger and then out walked my father and after my father had walked out i i was i was i was joyfully happy at first and i was and there was a moment there where i was actually angry with my dad because he had died and i tried to save him and i wasn't able to bring him back and uh, he knew I was angry. I didn't even have to say anything. I didn't even have to say a word. And he said, Sean, you need to calm down. And I said, okay. He says, I'm, I've come to visit you. And, and I, I'm looking at what my dad's wearing. He's wearing a long white robe. I thought, this is ridiculous. Like my dad would be never literally caught dead wearing a long white robe visiting me. He was like a hunter. He was in the Navy. He worked at the Legion part-time sometimes. 
you know, and, uh, you know, being only 42 years old, uh, it's not something I would expect to see my dad wearing. So I was kind of shocked by that too. And he said, I got a few things to tell you. You have to tell your mom I'm okay. You have to tell your brother I'm okay. And, you know, and I said, okay, I can do this. And, and then, you know, that, that anger that I had had left me a bit. And he says, I, I need to tell you a few other things. He says, everything happens for a reason. And he said, long before you or I were born, we had this plan that I would leave this world so that I can today show you this light, that which is our home, which where we come from, that you would remember in this life who you are. And, and I said, okay. And he says, one day you're going to help people understand, you know, where we come from and, and why we're here and, you know, where our true home is. And I said, I mean, how the hell am I supposed to do this? And he says, you don't really have to do anything, Sean. It's just going to happen. And I thought this is just gibberish. And anyway, um, I, I just forgot what he had said. And all I could think about was moving past my dad and getting into the light. Because if I could get into the light, because when I saw that light, it felt like home. And it felt like somehow, I mean, this is long before Matrix had come out. I felt like I was in the Matrix. <laughs> and this that was reality, and this wasn't. And, and I just, I would have left in a second if he would let me leave. Mm. Tried to walk past him into the light, and he says, Sean, you can't come here. And I said, uh, but, you know, I'll just go visit. I'll just take a look. I'll just go there for a minute. I just want to see where this place is. And he says, no, Sean, if you come here, you're not going to want to come back. I'm like, no, I will. He says, no, you won't. He says, I need you to remember what I said. And he touched me on my forehead, and I woke up on the couch. And, and I woke up, and the light was gone, and it was like it was surreal. It was like super cool, but also surreal at the same time because then I – I realized that for you know in my mind that we exist it before now we exist now there's still communication there's still a place for us to go I couldn't describe what that would look like except the light and that light uh, seems like it was everything that's all I can say it was like it's in everything it is everything and it's it's in each and every one of us and if I, and from thinking about this over time, that if I have a plan in life, you know, I'm not special in the sense that I'm like significantly different than any other person that comes into life. Each one of us has a plan, a purpose, an intention for being here. And whether you think it's insignificant or significant, I mean, that's irrelevant. It's that we're here to fulfill that to the best of our ability, you know, to, to the, our greatest expression in this world each and every day. And I think so many people get caught up in, you know, the past or the, the, the potential futures that exist rather than being where they are and then making a choice every single day about where, you know, what step they take today to go in the direction that they feel like their heart is sending them, where their spirit has been guiding them their whole life. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Be in the, in the presence and, when you say the light, I think of love, and that's it. Just pure, pure love. What what a story. Wow, amazing, amazing experience. Um, as you were talking and, and sharing your story, I was visualizing the whole thing like I was part of it. It was 
uh, wow, um, very, very uh, sacred and special. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I've got a few comments to catch up on. Did you okay. have something? <laughs> I was say one thing. Yes. Based on what you just said there. Uh, mm. What just happened there to you with the whole visualization of everything that I described mm -hmm. is, is as closest to what I can describe what clairvoyance is like. Mm -hmm. So when you're connecting the spirit to receive, uh, you know, we don't, none of us are, too, we're all typically too busy in our mind with whatever's going on, our, our past or potential futures or our minds too scattered to actually allow ourselves space Yes. Received that visual thing that I put in there through that story that I had experienced. But if we would to learn through meditation, through mindfulness, presence, to be able to create space in our mind, we would all see more things. And not something that I would say or you would say, but spirit would say. And it's like creating space in your mind to have those clairvoyant impressions to have the clairon uh, impressions, the clairsentient impressions, you know, but if we don't create space ever, it's hard for spirit to be part of our life. Absolutely. I, I agree. One thousand percent. It's all about the clairs and some of them are more prominent than others. And that's the work that we do is to develop that. And to get there, you have to find that zero point, as I call it, where, and it takes practice, practice, rinse, repeat. Practice, rinse, repeat, and you have to be willing to do the work too. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's it's a it's really it's a lifelong love. It really is. Um, and thank you for sharing. Hi, Darlene from BC. Gail from Victoria. Thank you. It's Kim and Gail. Uh, Connie from Windsor. First year spirit talker. Look at all the lovely uh, the love that you're you're receiving here today, Lizzie. <laughs> And she's saying, Gail saying she's taking your course right now, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. we, we will talk about that because that, that's important uh, work that you do. Um, Michelle's from Frederick, New Brunswick, or Fredericton, sorry, New Brunswick, and she's the beginner. And you know what? It, we were all beginners once, right? That's right. very important. And I always say I'm a student of the universe. I'm ever learning, ever evolving. Arturo, Nova Scotia. Yes. No one wow. here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. You got a lot of uh, tribe members here. Yeah, I have awesome people. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I do teach a course called Spirit Talker Tribe. Yes. Developing your psyche abilities and your intuition and understanding the language of spirit, which is, you know, how it comes through and expresses itself through you in multitude of ways. But the people that I have uh, in my course, I'm just like, I'm, they're amazing people and I'm so I, I feel honored that I'm part of their lives because I get to help them to have experiences that did that maybe they didn't think was possible mm. or help them have experiences that are even more profound than they've had in the past and help them to to replicate in the, that in their life so that they can still have a continued connection with spirit every day as they walk through their life. Yeah, and that's that's so important because we've lost, we feel like, you know, it's something outside of us or, oh, you know, Sean, he's he's got those special gifts and I don't have them. I hear that all the time and it's not true. You just have to develop them. And um, 
do you, I, I guess a big question I always get is how do I know if it's my intuition or if it's ego or, or am I guessing? I, you get that a lot. I always say there's, there's, um, you can tell, you can tell, you can ask yourself, did that come from me or did that come to me? Mm. So when you ask yourself that question, you'll be able to very easily answer it because you'll know that your mind had was going to a certain place. But if something just gets interjected in there that you don't know what it means or you don't understand it or it doesn't quite make sense to you, but it's getting shoved in there through a clairvoyant and, and claircognate uh, impression that's being shoved in, then you know it's it's coming to you. It's not coming from you. Hmm. And that's the I tell people always ask that question. And if you, when you can, you, your spirit, your, your, your psychic abilities, your innate psychic abilities that we all have, would know the answer to that. Absolutely. And I think what it is, is why we doubt whether it's ego or, or not is because there's fear. We've attached fear to thinking that it has to be our mind so we can't say it. So if, if we let go of fear and embrace just trust and, and the connection of whatever comes through, whether it's literal or whether it's figurative, um, because sometimes spirit will talk in both ways, and that's up to us to use our, our and discern, use our, our clairsentient abilities to figure out what it is they intend with this this impression that they've that they've given to you. And when you step out of the way and let go of the thought, whether you're right or wrong, whether it's your ego or whether you think it's whatever, you just trust it. And the more you trust and the more you work with it, you realize more flow will come, the more messages will come. And it, it's like I always say to people, it's like they leave little breadcrumbs. And we're all on a little journey through our messages or through the connections that we receive. And when you, when you get one little breadcrumb, it could be a vision of whatever, a Christmas tree. And you're, you feel like Christmas time is significant and the tree fell over or something like this, even though, and you feel like this is coming from mom who, you know, who, who's Betty or, you know, uh, and, and you just continue to go and continue to go. And she's got like a birthday in May and, you know, she probably had uh, a diabetes issue because you see that she pricked her finger because she had to check her blood all the time. So it's just, see, I'm sure I'm connecting to somebody, but that's where, when you get in the flow, as soon as you you validate one piece of information, the others will come. And it's the little breadcrumbs that you follow, that you trust, and you just keep going and going and going. And that then you you build a stronger bridge to spirit. Mm, yeah, a bridge, essentially. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Linda is saying, Sean is the most amazing mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Linda. I, uh, I my course too. So yes, yes. A lot of beautiful insight. Lots of love for you. Love your story. Can't wait to read your book. Well, wait till the end, Michelle, because we're we're gonna have a giveaway of Sean's book, and you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, so true. Mindful self compassion helps. And yeah, it's hard sometimes to develop space. Mm. And there's many ways to get that spaciousness. Um, for me, it's always been meditation, but then yoga. And I'm actually taking something where it's infusing the breath work, the meditation, and yoga all together. Um, so how, where, where do you, I guess, direct your students to? Do you give them lots of options? Or what's your go-to to, to um, really be in that space? 
Well, one, I, I how my course starts, I have 12 modules throughout the year. I always start, my module one in year one is prayer. Mm. And prayer, if you're to sum it up in just the simplest terms, is a conversation with spirit. Yeah. And it's words, whether they're someone else's or whether they're yours. I may teach some other people's words in the beginning that you could say, whether it's Yahshua or, or, or you know, St. Francis or whoever it may be. But really what we're doing is learning about how these people had conversations with source, with spirit, with the creator, with your angels, with your guides. And then when you understand that premise of direction and invitation and speaking to spirit, then you can invite them in. Because even if you create space and you don't have the invitation or the conversation with spirit, they're not just going to just start jumping in there. They're just not going to say, oh, okay, this person's a medium because they've, they've meditated. It's like, no, I've invited them. I've invited spirit to connect to me. I'm open to it. I'm available to it. All spirit and the light, I am available for you to connect and communicate through me. Help me understand the language by which you wish to communicate to me so that I may serve others. Whether it's through clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognance, clairambience, clairalience, whatever it may be, help me understand to the fullest of my capabilities that I would understand these gifts and these abilities that express themselves for me so that I can serve people to the greatest of my ability. And then when you have that conversation and you invite them, then you learn to meditate. You learn to create space. Because one is asking and the other part is to receive, to create space to receive. But they want to know what you intend. You know, so when I'm doing a reading and somebody comes to me in person, you know, I will say, you know, uh, whether I know who they are or not, I'll just say the people that are coming to see me, you know, your loved ones, your friends and family that are directly connected to the people that are coming to sit before me today, I invite you to connect and communicate to me you know, through clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience. And then I'm open, then I'm available and in whatever you wish to express for me to the best of your memory and your capabilities to communicate to me. I'm open to receiving that. And then when they come, uh, I will smudge, I will clear my space, I will clear the space that I'm in. I'll even offer some of the medicine to them uh, as part of that invitation and, and the, through those words. And then when they sit before me, I tell people what I do and how I do it and how this works. And then I create space. Then I create space in my mind. I create an opening for them to be able to kind of come through. So when they come through, then I may see a person, place, or object, or whatever it may be. But whatever it is, I trust. And then I work with that information that comes through. So it's, it's, I always say first start speaking with spirit. Start conversing with spirit. You know, spirit's in the light on the other side. And, and then, because that's who your, your intention is to invite in. And then create space. And then under, then learn to, uh, to understand the language of spirit. And uh, for me, you know, I, I, I'm, I know everybody that's taken my course or, or what you teach, I mean, that's super awesome because they've got like a, they've got the Coles notes of like how, how to get into here and like figure this out in the sense of like, having spirit communicate to you as well um where when i was young i didn't have the mentorship i didn't have uh the knowledge let's say and i've, I've been doing this work for 20 maybe 24 25 years and uh I, it's been spirit that has been teaching me the whole time 
doesn't mean that I don't read a good book here and there, and it helps me understand this or understand that, but it's still spirit teaching. And it's through the image that I may see that I learn to understand, uh, to look at a thing a certain way. And that, that grows my vocabulary. So when spirit shows me this, I understand that, or, or I understand it means this or that or whatever. And uh, so my vocabulary uh, has grown extensively uh, through the years of continuing the practice, like you said, the practice of working with spirit. And then your vocabulary becomes very, very, uh, and spirit knows this vocabulary. They work with your guides, they work with your people. So they'd say, okay, well, if you're going to be talking through Sean today, here, here's uh, the Coles notes on communicating the Sean. If you want to say this, you tell them this. If you want to say that, you tell them that. And they'll, they'll figure it out really quick. And they, boom, they make a connection. So every one of us could have our own vocabulary that is a little bit different. I mean, maybe there's a lot of similarities, and I believe there probably is. But there's going to be some unique things that mean something to you that won't mean something to me. Um, and, and that's what I've just learned over the years is that spirit, when they show me something, you learn from what they, they teach you and, and you progress, uh, with that trust and that understanding and just getting out of the way and just letting it flow. Yeah. Get yourself. I always say that, get yourself, get out of the way, get, yeah. get over there <laughs> and just be open, open and, and trust. And if you don't ask, you don't get exactly. like, if you don't ask spirit to dinner, do you think they're going to show up? Well, they might, but they're just not going to say, hey, we're at your dinner. You know, <laughs> I think our people are probably hanging out with us most times and we don't know they're there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love the, the premise of prayer. I'm actually practicing to be a chaplain as well. So <laughs> prayer takes your thought from ordinary to extraordinary. And I always see prayer as co-creative. Mm -hmm. Whereas the old me thought it was something outside of me again, you know, like, but like spirit, like our, you know, our clairvoyance or clairsentience, it's, it's all there. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Michelle was just saying that she lost her mom when she was 12, but she always knew she was still with me. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's not a, I don't have any doubt in my mind that Michelle, your mom was with you probably a lot more than you know. Mm -hmm. uh, often when spirit shows up in a reading or in a session, they will validate certain things that would nobody should know to say, Hey, I'm with you and I'm around you. And it was ironic yesterday. I just did uh, a reading for three uh, ladies from uh, a local indigenous community that were struggling. And uh, one of the ladies, unfortunately is struggling with drugs a bit, but is becoming clean. And uh, I felt her life would like, depend on whether or not I could help her or, and so I made an exception to allow her to come in to make the connection. And uh, anyway, they started talking and, and, and I made a connection to specific people. Um, one of the things they showed me was, you know, I said, this is, sounds funny, but your, you know, your grandmom's telling me about your dryer that you had a problem with yesterday. I said, I think it's broken. She's, oh my God, I can't, my dryer's broken. It broke yesterday. And it's like, you know, why would they tell me that? It's not that they broke her dryer. They didn't. But her grandma, here she is coming to me to connect to people she feels like that are out of her realm at most times. When they're actually in her space and know what's going on in, with 
you know, different circumstances of life. This is not something she publicly posted or put out in any way. This is stuff that is very pertinent that nobody knows except her. And so they use those little pieces of information to validate that, hey, I'm here, I'm with you. I want you to know that I spend time with you. Even if you don't know I'm here, I am there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my mentor uh, told me that, uh, well, I developed a book per se, because it's like playing a game of charades with spirit. Would you not agree? Uh, so it's recognizing the signs and the symbols that you talked about that maybe mean something to you. I would actually keep a book and write down, okay, this means you look like him or her. Right. That's how I, and, and I would discern spirit placement. So if they're on the right, that's the mom's side. If they're on the left, it's the dad's side. The children, animals. I just, just so that's part of the practicing piece. Um, that's what I learned. I mean, everybody learns differently. And feel, and for me, I mean, when mm -hmm. I connect to a person, I, I don't necessarily feel them on the left or right. I feel, I feel their spirit. I feel the connection. I feel mm -hmm. that they're on mom's side. Not necessarily on one side, but I feel like they're on the, the 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 maternal or paternal side. I can just feel the feeling when I connect to them that I know which where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Or or if I feel like they're a friend uh, that is outside of the family. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean it's it's and this is where you learn, right? I mean each like I said has their own vocabulary, and when you learn, it, it you know every time when you connect and you're working with spirit that's how a lot of this comes through and then you start to understand much easier much quicker there's no charades it's like oh i know what this is and you, yeah and you're in the sink and you, it just continues to go absolutely absolutely uh, rochelle is just talking about your book it was gifted to her and <laughs> she read it in a day wow <laughs> there's a power reader nice i love well, that I not love that, that thick of a book <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like 186 pages. But well, yeah, it doesn't have to be A Course in Miracles. That's 1,200 no, pages. No, no. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, like, there'll be another book. So this is, this is just the first one. Absolutely. Are you working on that right now, or is it just I in the... I am working on one. I, if I, if It's very rudimentary. I don't know where it is on my paper, but I just wrote it down the other day. I wrote down 14 chapters that I would write. Nice. So I, I mean, without even having to think too hard, just like mm. what my next book would be, I wrote down 14 different stories that I think I would like to talk about and share. And I'm sure, and this is when you're in alignment with spirit, when you're in your path of life, when you're doing what you're meant to, it, it, it all unfolds. Yes. It unfolds in your life. So when you think, oh, hey, maybe I don't have enough material to write a book, so I won't. Or, and I think this is a message for you, Christine, in some sense, but uh, but when 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 you're you think you need to have something else and it's not quite there, but so you don't write those 14 chapters because you think you have to have the whole thing before <laughs> you let the let it all come out. But what happens is when you start writing those, spirit says, "Well, we want this story to be shared, mm. so they will create an experience so that you can share it, and and then another chapter will." will be available for you to kind of like express in the book. And I have, I have a few stories in my book that I have right now that are in there and, and they're pretty cool. Um, one of them is um, Kelly Dawn Hare. And uh, I'll tell that story because it's a really, really good story and I love it. Um, and this, this is where I live in Nova Scotia and me and my fiance were, 
I was at her house. She she used to live in a little tiny cottage, we'll say, a little one-bedroom cottage. And uh, as I literally lived out of a Costco bag in one drawer for the longest time. But uh, I was cooking breakfast. And as I was cooking breakfast, in my house go, you know, cooking bacon. I don't cook bacon often, but I was cooking bacon that day. And then I started to hear a voice in my head because I'm not always like open to receiving spirit messages, but sometimes they just randomly show up. I was writing my book at that time, hence the story. And uh, so I started hearing the name Kelly in my head. I was like, okay, I'm cooking. And I'm like, then it said it again. There's somebody named Kelly here. And it was actually, it was Wendy. Sorry, it was Wendy, not Kelly. So it was Wendy, Wendy, Wendy kept coming in my head. So I tell Michelle, I said, Michelle, I got that. Do you know somebody named Wendy? And she's like, well, not really. I'm like, are you sure? Because I feel like, and she's, then she speaks to me and goes, tell her I really know her. She's like, I know her. I'm from her past, but I know her. I said, she, she says she knows you from your past. So maybe it's somebody you went to school with. She goes, well, I went to school with the Wendy. And I said, but why would she be? connecting to me. I think she might be alive. And so anyway, she calls her, her friend, um, you know, who's just down the road, not too far away. And she calls her friend and her friend tells her, you know, when he passed away, I think it was pretty close to a year ago, uh, today. And she goes, well, why would Wendy be reaching out to me? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. She just wants to say hi. I guess she's around because it feels like this is your friend from our friend from school. And even though it's a long time ago, she's reaching out to you. But I know there's a bigger reason for this, but I couldn't see it right away. And so anyway, uh, me and her daughter uh, went to a movie later, and I dropped Michelle off to go to supper with a friend of hers. And I, and me and Ashley went to the movie. Uh, I think it was Flatliners, which was just an okay remake movie. But uh, a good Nova Scotia uh, person in there, Ellen Page, or Elliot Page now, uh, was in the show. And anyway, I went to pick up Michelle after the movie as she was done her dinner and we were driving home and it's a little bit dark. And, you know, you get in that kind of like highway hypnosis space because I'm driving and you're kind of in the zone, right? You know, you're quiet, but, uh, you know, it's a little dark and you're, you, this is where you can get arrive home and you, and you think the whole time just passed you by, right? But Michelle asked me a question. She goes, did you think about why Wendy came? I'm like, no, nope, no idea. And I said, I haven't thought about it anymore, but I'm sure like we'll reveal itself. So as soon as she's done asking that, I get in that state of mind where I'm kind of open, like driving and just kind of mindful. I hear Kelly Dawn. I'm like, okay, she just made another connection. She's saying the name Kelly Dawn. And I said, does that make sense to you? I said, maybe Kelly is a friend of hers. Maybe Dawn is her husband. I'm thinking the name is D-O-N. And then she started combing her hair. I was like, this is the strangest thing, Michelle. Why? I said, do you remember her being a hairdresser or something? This is like the uncertainty of spirit communication, what you trust. And she says, I don't know. I don't know what. She says, what color hair does she have? I said, it's kind of streaky, but it's short. And she goes, no, no, her hair didn't look like that. It was like darker when she was, when I met her, when she was young. I said, I'm just telling you what she's telling me. But she's like brushing her hair and it's like emphasizing the hair. And then she says, Kelly Dawn again. I'm like, she says, I don't know. So we go home. And we go to bed, and I, I pretty much have given up. I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll figure this out tomorrow. And I get up, and uh, and then I start searching. I said, where did they, where did she pass away? She phones a friend. She goes, I think she was in Kansas. 
she moved down to Kansas for some reason, and I don't know why, but I think she went down to Kansas. So I start typing in. I said, what was her last name? She goes, last name it was McDonald. I'm like, okay. So I type in Wendy. I type in Kelly. I type in Dawn McDonald. I type in Kansas. And, uh, and, the, and then I type in obituary because I'm trying to solve this riddle as to why this woman is connected to me. And uh, so anyway, this is where it gets really cool because then an obituary pops up and the name on the obituary is not, not Wendy McDonald, but the full name on the obituary is Wendy Kelly Dawn Hare. But her name is not H-A-I-R, it's H-A-R-E. I think, oh my God. And I read it and I said, what was her, her mother's name? I think her name was Kathy. I said, oh my God, this is it. And the anniversary of her connecting to me was yesterday when I was cooking bacon. And I thought, this is crazy. Like there's, that's not an accident. And I'm looking up her husband's name because I thought, well, maybe Kelly's her husband or somebody, but actually her husband's name was Steve. And uh, so I go on Facebook trying to find Steve. I find Steve and he hasn't been active on Facebook in like a year and a half. And I'm like, okay, there must be another reason for this. So I look up her name. Her mom's name is Kathy McDonald. And I, and I search for, for Kathy and I find her mom uh, who is living in PEI, I believe. And I, I bring up her Facebook profile. And this is the coolest thing because that morning, just before I co was cooking bacon uh, for breakfast, I had posted a post on my Facebook page uh, about how important it is to celebrate anniversaries of the people that we love. Well, yesterday when I was cooking bacon, at that moment she connected to me, her mother had made a post that was about this long on Facebook. And the post was about how she wishes that her daughter would find a way to connect to her because she never got to see her for seven years before she passed. She talked to her every day on the phone, but she regrets not seeing her in person, you know, for so long. And she misses her so much and she needs a sign that she's okay. And I'm reading this and I'm like, well, Michelle, I think I found where this is meant to go. So I reach out and I say, you know, uh, Kathy, um, you know, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I want you to know I'm not crazy. I'm, your daughter, you know, Wendy Kelly Dawn Hare, uh, found a way to reach out to me and, and, and reach you because she wants me to get a message to you. I'm sure of it. I'm not sure what the message is yet, but I think if we speak on the phone, it will, it will unfold. It will reveal itself. So a couple days later, she calls because I left my number. And she goes, I was a pretty skeptical. You know, I checked you out. You seem pretty legit. And I'm like, well, I am. Trust me. And uh, and I said, uh, and then she told me about the story after I made some uh, personal connections, which I won't speak about because that's personal. Uh, but she told me her name, Kelly. She moved to Kansas because she met some fellow down there who was named Steve. But she she was on a dating site. And her name's not actually Kelly. Her name is Wendy, and uh, she used a fake name, Kelly. So after she died, they put it in the obituary. So, and, and her middle name was Dawn, D-A-W-N, not D-O-N. When I heard it, I, I, I just assumed that it was a man, right? Because it mean Kelly Dawn, right? But uh, her, you know, she said when they did the obituary, because her husband, had, he never called her Wendy ever. He owned a caller, Kelly. So that's why he'd posted it when they Kelly Dawn hair. 
and then I understood the hair reference, like in, and, and, uh, anyway, I gave the messages and this is when I was writing the book. Wow. What an incredible story. And I, and I spoke to her mom and I said, you know, I, this is an incredible story that I think needs to be shared. And, and, and I believe nothing happens by accident, but you know, you can look at my Facebook page and at the, like that morning when you were posting about how I wish she'd reach out, you know, to let me know that she's okay. I posted about how important it is to celebrate anniversaries. I said, the synchronicity of all this coming together is not an accident. I mean, she found a way to reach out to you through a friend. And she, you know, I have never met Wendy. I've never heard of Wendy before, but it was like, I just had to play, had to go along. I had to trust the process yes. and it unfolded and unfolded. And she said, I would actually really love it if you shared that, that story. I said, well, I'll write it. Um, I'll have it edited, then I'll send to you. And if you, if you feel like still that you would like to have it in the book, then it will be in the book. But if you feel like you don't want the book, it won't go in there, but it's your choice. And so I wrote it and did it, and she she uh, she wanted me to share it. Wow, what an incredible story! And you know everything you're saying resonated with me. I mean, it's that's how it comes in. It's very random, and it has nothing to do with what you're doing or thinking. <laughs> and you do follow the breadcrumbs, the trail, the the puzzle, and I love how you put the puzzle together. Right. Um, yeah, beautiful. And everything that happened happened for a reason. And you, like you said, you trust the process and I, I can't wait to read the book. Um, thank you for sharing that and honoring uh, all of them in, in that story. Um, Carol is asking, mm -hmm. can you talk to spirit too much? Is there such a thing as too much? Um, I don't think you never speak to spirit too much. I think you need to have real physical people, friends. And you know, you can't, you can't eliminate everybody out of your life that is physical and just talk to spirit, run around speaking the spirit all the time, we, we're in both worlds. So it's very important to be balanced so that you just, you know, it's, it's nice to have guides and speak to them, but you know, I have some good buddies that I run around in the woods with too and go fishing and drive around my side by side and, you know, do guy things too, but uh, it's good to have balance. But do I think about spirit when I'm out there? Yeah. Do I invite my dad who's in the spirit world to come out with me? Yeah, I do. Because I think he would actually think it would be a blast that we're running around out in the woods and, you know, he'd probably be older now. He probably wouldn't want to be driving around. I'd probably be, uh, you know, having in my passenger seat. So do I, do I feel like he's part of that? Yeah, I do. But do I think about him every moment and speak to him? No, I just know he's there, but I'm still very much engaged in life. I mean, yes. In the physical world. You have to be, there has to be the balance in, 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 you know, above and below, but being grounded and rooted in, in our physicality. Yeah. I know when I started, I was all woo, 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 you know, up in the ethers all the time. And <laughs> I had some interesting lessons come through. So that is very important to remember to stay grounded. That's actually the card that I pulled for the week is all about grounding. So uh, let's see if there's any other comments. Oh, my goodness. There's so many. Um, somebody else read your book in a day. <laughs> oh, that's Jillian. I know Jillian. She's a great Student yes. has her own podcast. So. Oh, wonderful. I love that. I love that. Oh, my goodness. I'm just trying to keep up with everything. You guys are amazing. Um, just talking about the mother and what a beautiful story. She's in tears. I yeah. 
Nice to meet you. Yes, yes, Patty's a, a wonderful uh, support as well. Um, Lorette, she's asking that her aunt passed yesterday and wondering if she can give signs or appear in my dreams. She can. I mean, you have to give her time. I mean, because there's a, a time they need to process where they are. I mean, spirit can come through literally right away if they choose to. Mm. Oftentimes, spirit doesn't come through right away because they have to honor your healing space, your time. Because we're on a journey here and, you know, uh, some people grieve differently, but in some people heal differently. And through that grieving process, it takes time. And uh, they have to honor your time. When they feel like you're ready, they will reach out to you. But it's okay to invite her and tell her when she sees that you're ready, that you're available for that. Yes, absolutely. Um, dreams are a very important part of uh, my life and what I share with, uh, you know, in the mentorship as well. Um, it, it's not just deja vu. It's all synchronicity. And they're speaking to you uh, through your dreams as well. Um, Patty's just saying... Important to say I love you. Yeah, that's an important reminder to family and friends. So if something happens, they know how you felt. Um, and we were talking about that before we came on, is to live each day. Yeah, be present in each day and live each day. And you don't think that you have to, to achieve something before you're happy. I mean, you can choose to be happy today and each and every day. And if you can live in that space and place and honor the people that are in your life today. So yes. if you were to lose them for whatever whatever reason, I mean, any tragedy could take place. I mean, God forbid there's COVID going on now, but, you know, you just don't know how long people have. But it's important that you be kind, forgiving, you know, generous as, as much as you can, um, and just love the people that you have in your life to the, the best of your ability. And then you won't, you, nobody will be coming to anybody like me or you going, you know, I have regrets that I didn't, you know, I didn't say sorry to my dad or I didn't say uh, whatever to mom or, you know, we, we live life to the fullest and then, and then we will be more balanced in each and everyday life. Yeah. I, I really, songs really resonate with me. So Tim McGraw is coming through live, you know, live like you're dying. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful song. And then another one, humble and kind they're, they're intersecting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very important. And you're here personally, I believe we're here for three things, unconditional love, forgiveness and healing. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That is it. And forgiveness is the biggest piece of ourselves, but for others as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and don't die with the music in you. Um, Absolutely. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, it was one of, uh, he was one of, I call him my soul grandfather. Yeah. Um, I, I really started with Wayne Dyer more than anything. So gosh, um, can we talk about your, your show on APTN? Yeah, Spirit Talker. Like, I, if you haven't watched Spirit Talker, it's on APTN. It, I don't know what days it comes on. Typically, it used to come on Wednesdays. It may still. But uh, season one is finished. Uh, I finished filming season two. Uh, this Last year in November, I finished uh, filming season two. Each season has 13 episodes. And the second season will be coming out in the fall of this year on APTN as well. Uh, now, there's a slightly different uh, approach from year one to year two. As year one, I uh, used to do live audience readings. And when I did live audience readings, I would read maybe 13 to 15 people. And then the producers would pick like three people from the audience that I did read and then select them for one-on-one -on -one readings that I would do after, after a few days later, uh, based on the stories that I connected to in the live reading session. 
this year, because of COVID, uh, it, it's it's harder because there was no live shows. And I absolutely love live shows because the energy is absolutely incredible and awesome to have an audience uh, where you get to connect to people. And it's those things that come up that nobody should know that people are really shocked by in a live audience that they know then spirit is really there and communicating and connecting with people and helping people heal and, and reconnect. But uh, this year, what they did was they, they had each community that I went to, 13 different indigenous communities, uh, Mi'kmaq and Maliseet communities on the Eastern Canada, because we had a little bubble thing going there for a little while. And uh, hopefully it's gonna come back real soon. But uh, anyway, they would have everybody in the community enter their name for a draw. And then the producers would draw uh, four readings or four family sessions from each community. And then I would do the readings for them um, over two or three days in person. And they would fill in that and on top of me doing different community things in uh, whether it was like going clam digging or lobster fishing or things like that this year, moose hunting. Uh, I'm just glad we didn't shoot a moose for God's sakes, but uh, it was an experience, but it was, uh, you know, and I did the sessions. I think they're highlighting two of each of the readings that I did in each community and because of the story, because they don't know what's going to come out. I have no idea what's going to come out during the sessions. So in its random selection, and when I don't actually get to meet these people until they sit right in front of me, and uh, and then I start to make the connection and then connect to the people. And it's I'm I'm doing I'm finishing tomorrow. I'm doing the voiceover work for the last five episodes. And I've seen most of the episodes. I've been in most of the episodes, apparently. <laughs> but it's a great show. And I and I think, you know, minus the 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 live element in the first season, you guys are going to absolutely love the second season too. So watch for it on APTN in the fall. And if you haven't watched season one, please watch it on APTN. Or you can actually sign up for APTN Lumi, which is an online view, viewing service. And you can watch Spirit Talker uh, today, all 13 episodes if you want to. Yeah, it's a great show. I've, I've watched season one. I'm, I'm ready for season two. I'm always so inspired, so touched. Bring the tissues as always, because I, I love to cry. So, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm just putting this here, guys. So if you want to win a copy of Sean's book, The Language of Spirit, please comment spirit. Even if you're on the replay, comment spirit. Even if you're listening on podcast, send me a message the draw will be made Monday. So good luck to everyone, everyone. And I always ask two questions of my guests at the end. Sure. Uh, how can we as a collective energy help make your dreams come true? Sean's dreams come true. Uh, I'd say live each day and set goals every day. Uh, you know, not not major goals, just little goals, because all the little achievements that you make today will lead to new achievements that you make tomorrow in life. And depending on what your goals are in life, and everybody has different goals uh, or purpose, I should say. Some people's purpose is just to be a good mom, mm. to be there for their children. They love themselves. They love their home. They love their space and their happiest doing that and expressing it to the best of their ability. So be as present and mindful as you can at home and joyful each day with the people that you're surrounded with. And then those people that have different goals, whether you'd like to start a book or, you know, whatever it may be, start a chapter outline today. And then write Absolutely. one chapter tomorrow. And then maybe another day, there'll be another chapter. Yeah, this is for me. Thank you. I am writing a book right now. 
<laughs> I knew that before. That's why I talked about that. <laughs> I know. You just <laughs> know it, that you know. You put it off for a little while, yeah. Um, yeah. You've been kind of thinking about it, but you just you, now you finally put it into motion where you're actually like like. Starting oh, I am. There's a couple things in motion right now as well. So, um, and the other, thank you for that message. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, and I'm very drawn to that butterfly behind you as well. So I know that there's stories all over your bookshelf, but we're not going to get into that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I guess the last question, I love this question. I always say, well, I've said this before. If you have life, you have purpose. Remember that, guys. And just as Sean had said as well. What does magic mean to you? Magic? Everything is magic. Mm. There's nothing that isn't magic. Just like spirit. If you could... I think magic and spirit could be interchangeable. They could be the same word, could be the same thing because spirit is magical. Everything is spirit. Everything that you see in the world, every look, see spirit. See it in the, a blade of grass, see it in the trees, see it in the ocean, see it in the air, see it in the moon, see it in everything that is around us because spirit is all around us. We're made from the very things that surround us all. And we're very much connected to it. And it also is spirit and has spirit. Yeah. It is, it is magic. Beautiful. I couldn't have said it better. I love it. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Um, I, I do thank you for your time. You're, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> you have so much wisdom and, and you're such a beautiful soul and such a thank you for all you do. Um, well, thank you. I mean, thank you for all that you do as well. And, and thank you for everybody that is here listening today, because, you know, without you know, wisdom is meant to be shared. I mean, I could go through life and, you know, have all these experiences and not share them with anybody. And it wouldn't help to change the world. It wouldn't change people's perspectives. It wouldn't change anything. But you have stories. You have a life that's worth sharing in some sense. Even if it's just a story, it may shift a person's life. And you may be inspired to tell a certain person a story. And that's where spirit might be working for you to help guide or direct or give somebody else wisdom. And I think we're all special. And I think we're all spirit. And um, and nobody's greater less than doing our best. And I'm just happy that we're here connected today and that I was able to share some of my wisdom with you and hopefully it inspires you to share some of your wisdom with others. Absolutely. It's, it's like in a, a spirit infusion. I love it. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm sending lots of love to you and I, I have a feeling we are going to connect again, whether it's, you know, telepathy <laughs> or <laughs> in the physical, in the physical realm. And uh, if you want to connect with Sean, I've left all the links uh, to get a hold of him. You can go to his website as well. You can watch him on spirit talker go get his book. I mean, there's so many ways to support him. And uh, I'm sending you guys lots of love. Thank you. And I just have a few um, housekeeping. I always give you guys updates what's going on. If you're looking uh, to work with uh, spirit and unleashing your magic, I have a one on one mentorship. I also have a group mentorship. So just reach out to me on the website as well. I also facilitate a safe space for, um, you know, us light workers, us empaths and intuitives and healers. It's every Saturday at 10 a.m. The links will be in um, the page as well for that. Thank you so much. 
And yes, I, you know what? I had such an amazing time. I know that this will be, this will live on for a very long time. People will come across this and go, you know, years from now um, and be so inspired. And thank you again for the work that you do. And uh, please remember everyone, healing begins where the ego ends. Take care.